Now, I understand there's a lot of things you can be upset about. The Bears are not scoring enough points. There's all sorts of issues, which you can expect from a team that's rebuilding. What I was not ready for was logging onto Twitter the other day. Was it Wednesday? And Pro Football Focus has already put out their mock draft already. And for some reason, despite the fact that the Bears are at 500 right now, they have the Bears with the fourth overall pick. I Listen, I don't know if they're expecting the Bears to trade up. I don't know if they're expecting what, what they're doing because when you look at it right now, there's at least 10 teams, the last time I checked, at least 10 teams that have a worse record than the Chicago Bears. And you can be like, well, this team's terrible. They're not going to win. Or perhaps uh, they've played their worst stretch of football of the entire year and came out of it 500. I just think it's too early. And by the way, we're not we're not drafting a quarterback. But you know what? Let's not dwell on that too much. And Sammy, let's just go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. We have got a great show for you today. Jammed packed. Of course, we're going to be taking a trip to Fantasy Island. We've got a new feature called Juice with Juice Reels. We're going to talk about some picks. And, of course, we're going to have Lindsey Young of the Vikings, of Vikings.com. We're going to talk about the upcoming matchup. A lot of good stuff going on, so I'm excited for this show. Excited for week five of the NFL season. We're a quarter of the way through it, and you heard me talk about it a moment ago. And, listen, things have not gone exactly maybe as planned, but I will tell you right now, that as I looked at the schedule coming into the 2022 season, I had the Bears legitimately at 2-2. Two and two. I thought that even before the season started, that that Giants game was going to be very difficult, that Brian Dable was going to be able to make something out of that squad. And it's difficult to win on the road and things like that. So I understand. But at the same time, for everybody to be writing this team off, to be talking about our next quarterback, or any, there's just, there's so much going on. There's so many things. There, like, there, there's a lot of moving parts, and it's a long season. So for people to be giving up on this administration, to be giving up on this quarterback, I, I question whether you're a fan at all. I really do. I understand you're a pessimistic person. We've been living through a lot of this over the last decade or so. But at some point, you got to let the guys go out there and do what they are going to do. And by the way, I do want to thank everybody who's joining us on AM 1530 WCKG, the Chicago home of the Sick Podcast, every Friday afternoon. You can listen to the Sick Podcast on AM 1530 WCKG at 2 p.m. Central, followed immediately by the No Name Pod with Olin Krutz and Jason McKee, a cover two of Bears coverage like no other. And, of course, they'll be breaking down this intriguing contest with the Minnesota Vikings, who were very impressive in week four in their victory over a over at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And before we clean the air with the Vikings and their and their tremendous beat writer, let's talk about the air. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And indoor air can be five times dirtier than air outside. An air pura, air purifier can remove tobacco smoke, odors, VOCs, mold, wildfire smoke, chemicals, virus viruses that you're breathing, the kids go to school, they bring those home. Well, an air purifier from Aeropura can help rectify that for you. And right now, if you use the code 67, you will get 7% off your purchase at airpura.com. I've got one for my family. We love it. It has become a welcome addition to the family. So we appreciate, uh, we appreciate that. And we appreciate our fine sponsors at Airpura air purifier. But right now, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, to look ahead to week five, and it's time for Ranks Rivals. 
Joining us here today is one of the beat writers from Vikings.com. She does a tremendous job for them. Uh, please welcome to the show our guest, Lindsay Young. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Great game. Did you get now? Did you travel to London last week? Were you at that game? I did not. I am a very, very anxious flyer, so I prefer okay. the uh, the in states games. But my manager was there, and I covered from home, so I was doing the you know eight a.m. Central time from my couch. But I was okay with that. How was it getting up at eight a.m.? Because I know a lot. Of, I live on the West Coast, and it's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Getting up for football games that start at ten a.m. How was that adjustment like for you? <laughs> it was. I actually liked it. I kind of liked having the morning football. I do run like an in-game blog though, and so we started that at seven a.m. So Ooh. that like getting up and starting that a little bit. I was a little bit nervous about sleeping through my alarm on a Sunday morning, but honestly, I kind of liked the morning football. I'm all about the noon games, so going a few hours earlier was no big deal for me. Yeah, you know what? It is, uh, it's a nice way to start your day. I can't imagine having to sit there and wait for a full day for it to get started. And exactly. what do you do? What do you do with your morning? I can't even imagine, but, uh, but it was fun. It was a good game. And the Vikings have started off three and one. And to me, despite the fact that you went out there, you blew out the Green Bay Packers, you get the feeling that the Vikings are kind of flying under the radar, despite the fact that they're three and one. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, part of it, you mentioned the week one, um, we had a great game against the Packers, really came out firing on all cylinders at home, was a super exciting start to the season. I think that our, you know, two of our three wins have been really kind of scrappy, sort of come from behind, up and down, messy wins, if you will. Um, but a win is a win, as we all know in the NFL. And I think the biggest thing about this team is that they've shown resiliency and that they've shown how to like finish a game. So they've played really well at the end of the first half and at the end of the game. And I think that's helped them to be three and one. Of course, when we went to Philly, we had um, a, a pretty disappointing performance there against the Eagles was really looking forward to seeing though, how the team bounced back that next week against Detroit. And, and they definitely did. So I'm really excited about this team. I think, um, you know, they've been very, you know, upfront about saying, hey, we need to clean this up. Like we can't play every game like this. But I think just kind of the resiliency and the energy that this team has is really encouraging. Yeah, it, well, encouraging for you, not not so much for the Bears fans. Because That's fair. That's as, fair. as you said, though, I mean, the one loss is to the team that many, the, the only undefeated team in the NFL. So it's not, it's not like you lost to some scrub team. You're winning the games that you're supposed to win, whether you win ugly or not. How much of that, though, is attributed – to the the new regime, Kevin O'Connell. I was so intrigued by this hire. Uh, obviously, he's coming from a great staff with the Los Angeles Rams. How much of an impact has KOC made since he's joined the club? Yeah, I have really loved Coach since he's come in. And, you know, everything that positive that I say about him, I definitely don't mean to to speak ill of the previous regime or anything like that. But I just think that the high – energy that this staff has brought in, of course, led by by Coach O'Connell. I feel like just everybody has this togetherness. Um, when, when he first came in, I remember he was using the word collaboration a lot, and it was sort of like, yeah. you know, it, how much is that a buzzword and how much is that like a really focal point of his leadership? And it definitely has seemed to be a real focal point. Um, you know, after we lost at Philly, like you mentioned, we lost to a good team, but there were definitely, you know, multiple mistakes that the Vikings made in that game. And there was no head hanging. There was no like, it just kind of seemed like guys were like, all right, like back to the drawing board, like we've got this. Um, and just in the building, you know, I'm able to be in the building and kind of feel that energy. Um, and you see the team just really sticking together. They seem to really kind of all mesh, whether it's offense, defense, special teams. It doesn't really seem to be, you know, clicky or anything like that. I think the team has really good chemistry, even little like off the field things that that you've seen. So, of course, when we were in London, 
Um, our, our first round pick, Lewis Seen, suffered a really significant um, fracture to his leg and he ended up having to stay in London to have surgery and he's still out there. And like yesterday in the team meeting, the team did like a surprise Zoom with Lou because it was oh. his birthday and they all sang happy oh. birthday and, and just kind of like, you know, that's kind of a silly anecdote, but I just think that's the kind of like energy and culture that's here in this building under under Kevin. That's not a silly anecdote at all. That's the kind of heartwarming stuff that, you know, that it goes beyond like being rivals and things like that. Cause you do worry about a young man who I don't know how much he's traveled abroad, but the fact that he gets injured and he has to stay in a foreign country and, and for right. you guys to go out there and bring him in, especially on a, be missing his, I didn't realize it was his birthday. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know, I don't know if it's because I'm a parent, but I'm like thinking about it. Like I'm heartbroken. Uh, that poor, that poor young man, but I'm glad that you were, you were able to cheer him up. A little bit and that you know what i and again i don't want to i don't want this to come off as like i'm i'm bashing the old regime but you know watching the vikings and you know this is a team that we see twice a year i would say that in previous seasons you might not be three and one because you again you you just mentioned they're finding ways to win and mm-hmm. it's annoying i don't like i don't like this side of kirk cousins i i want that no but it's been fun to watch kirk cousins develop what is there been a difference with him because i don't know what it is but I, I feel like he's been playing, even though it doesn't like if you're a fantasy manager, you might not think that it's it's gone that way. But I, I feel like he's a different quarterback in a way. And I feel like he's playing a lot better. Yeah, he's playing super well. Um, we've kind of always joked that Kirk has always had like really awesome stats in the month of October, it seems like kind of give or take. Um, but he played so well in the first four games um, and with the exception, I guess, again, of Philly making some mistakes, there are some things that he kind of forced and talked about after the game and and took ownership for those things. But I think his confidence level is really, really high. Um, I just saw something actually this morning, I think, from PFF that said that he's the most accurate quarterback in throwing past the sticks so far through the first four games of the season. Um, and I think he he's really doing a good job at spreading the ball around. Um, there's been 10 different players to catch a pass from Kirk so far. And I think to your point too, Adam, it's like last year and and even the year before this team was really struggling to close out games. Like the final two minutes of the first half was really rough in many, many games for us. And now it's kind of flipped and it seems like the opposite. And so I just think that Kirk's confidence, um, he continues to just build chemistry, of course, with Justin Jefferson. Um, Adam Thielen is nothing new. I think he's got a lot of chemistry with KJ as well. So I think that combined with um, Coach O'Connell's offense and just their familiarity with each other too, having overlapped in Washington earlier in their careers and then being back together in Minnesota. I just think it's been a win-win for for coach and quarterback. Yeah, it's been really beneficial too because even though Ken, Kevin O'Connell comes in, like it's the same system that he's been mm-hmm. running throughout his career. So I think that's a huge benefit. And I'm also saying that for the people who are freaking out about Justin Fields, who's learning his third offense in three years. But I really do... I, I hesitate to say enjoy. No, I, I'm kidding because I like to make fun of Kirk Cousins because he's a, he's on a rival team. Like it's nothing personal. Like I really I I think he's a decent human being, and so. But I noticed that what you're talking about, where at the end of the Saints game, I think that a year ago I might have been like Vikings are losing this. No, no problem. Mm-hmm. I actually now have that presence of mind of like I feel like the Vikings win these. Like I just was sitting. I'm like, oh, the Vikings are going to win. They're going to pull this out. Like it's that it feels like a different feeling, but I, from an outsider, it just feels like oh, this this feels different because this Vikings team just feels different. Yeah, it does, and like I think you can kind of point to all three phases. Like even we were just talking yesterday here, kind of among the reporters here about the special teams unit, and like we have a new special teams coordinator, Matt Daniels, but like that guy talks at a press conference and like makes me believe that I can go out and play special teams. And believe me, I cannot, but like <laughs> the energy that he gives these guys and just like the spark, even that that unit causes, I think everything is working together and that's, what's been so key. No, it's been huge. I also, you mentioned Justin Jefferson who had a um, tremendous game over there against the New Orleans saints a little bit. I mean, not a surprise. Cause he's probably one, if he's not the best receiver in the game, it's a top three situation, but he was still going up against Marshawn Lattimore. How did that happen? I, I'm believe me as a as a fantasy manager who has plenty of Justin Jefferson. I'm very enthused by this, but man, is this is he the best receiver in the game right now? I mean, 
I think you like, I think to your point, I mean, I'm going to go with top number one, definitely in the top three. And I think what makes him so special is like every team is going to cover him a little bit differently. And he had a really quiet week two and three, but whenever this guy gets into one-on-one situations, like I'm going to take him nine times out of 10. And like, that is no slight on Marshawn Lattimore because he's one of the best in the league. But I just think that Justin has that ability to create separation. He has the speed, the hands, like he kind of just has it all. Um, And that was really great. I think for him to just see him have a big game um, at London after, like I said, having a quiet couple, couple weeks. Um, I'm excited to see him this Sunday at home. I, I was just looking up. I, it's interesting. Like he has exactly 112 catches on the road and in home games, which is weird that it's exactly the same, but he has 15 touchdowns at home and four on the road. So like Justin just seems to do extremely well with the home environment, us bank stadium. And so happy to be back in Minnesota this week for sure. Yeah. And it's a wonderful facility too, as much as it pains me to say. And for anybody, by the way, anybody who wants, who's uh, apprehensive on moving to Arlington Heights, I just say you take a trip up to Minnesota. You'll be like, yeah, we're, we should move. Uh, Cause it's a gorgeous, it's a gorgeous stadium. And I suggest everybody make a road trip. It's not that far. Go out there and do it. But Justin Jefferson been amazing. Dalvin cook though, has been a little bit inconsistent. The bears mm-hmm. are one of the, one of the defenses that have been very generous to opposing running backs. Can we expect to see a healthy dose of Dalvin cook this week? I hope so. I mean, I think this is the type of game where you have to take advantage of that and get him going and and have one of those big games. I mean, I think for Delvin, like there have he's been really close to breaking some big ones, but we haven't had any. I think the longest run we've had so far has been like 17 yards. So we haven't had any of those huge explosive runs. He was just about ready to hit one against the Saints and got tripped up by the linebacker there. But he also, you know, he was he was injured against Detroit and then came back and played against the Saints. He's kind of dealt with that shoulder off and on through the years and looked really good against New Orleans. So I'm hoping that against this Bears defense that has allowed um, like 180 rushing games, I think, per, or sorry, 183 rushing yards per game, like if this isn't the game to get the run game going, then when is? So I definitely think that there's going to be a lot of eyes on Delvin and I know from a fantasy standpoint and stuff too, but definitely looking for him to have a big game. Every time you see that graphic, I believe that I believe it's one touchdown in his last seven games. And I'm like, stop mm-hmm. showing that because the three yeah. touchdown game is just, it's just going to happen. And it's not at some point it's going to, hopefully not this week, but again, as you said, if not now, when, but you know what, this, this Vikings team has a variety of different ways to beat you. We've seen Adam Thielen play very, very well. Irv Smith though, and we, I want to go back real quick. We were talking about Kirk Cousins not necessarily playing well on that Monday in that Monday night game against the Eagles. Darius Slay obviously had a big game. But you know what? That game looks a little different if Irv Smith catches a what, what looked like a sure touchdown. Mm-hmm. He's a very talented player. He's awesome. I, 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 he's a great player. How close is he to getting it going? Because I feel like he's another one of those guys. And, we, and it's it's frightening because the Vikings are three and one, and we're talking about when's Dalvin Cook going to get it going? When's Irv Smith going to get it going? But when is he going to get it going? I mean, I think that's a super fair question, and I'm I've kind of been like waiting for that too, just for him to to go over that edge. I mean, it really sucked because going into last season during the preseason, like it just looked like he was going to have this tremendous season. And then he ends up getting hurt, having to have surgery, being out all last year. And then um, getting that thumb injury during training camp, I believe it was this year. And it's just like, Oh, like when is he going to kind of catch a break and be able to get into a rhythm? So for me, it's been really good just to see him back out on the field. But, you know, you're right. He had that drop um, at Philly and there were a few other drops that night, too. So it definitely was not all on Kirk by any means. Um, But I'm hoping that he can just kind of get into a groove because it feels like that's what hasn't happened yet. It's sort of here and there. He's maybe come up with a catch. Um, I don't know if that's just still kind of knocking the rust off from being out last season. I certainly think it could be. Um, But looking forward to seeing him hopefully do some big things soon. Yes. After this week, whatever he wants to do, he can go crazy. He strikes me as one of those guys, too. And again, I always look at this through a fantasy lens. But it also, in in real football, the 
the guys who kind of, you know, battling back through an injury that once you are getting close to the playoffs and you go on that playoff run, then they emerge. And then you're like, great, where did this guy come from? Another player that (laughs) you have to contend with as you're starting to make a playoff run. And certainly the Vikings look like they're going to be in the mix this season. One of their, one of their areas where they could probably improve on though, is getting to the quarterback. They've not done a great job of getting to the quarterback, but they're playing against a team that has had trouble protecting the quarterback. So what, what happens this week? Who, who, who wins out on this battle of, of, of an offensive line that's struggling and a defensive line that's not getting to the quarterback as much as they would like? Yeah, I mean, when I look at a quarterback like Justin Fields, like, first of all, I think Justin's going to be a really good quarterback. Um, I think you're right that with the offensive line struggling to protect him, like, that's tough for a young quarterback like Fields. I think he's been sacked like 16 times, and so it's like, I'm a little surprised that we haven't had more sacks through these first four games when you have Daniil Hunter and Zedarius Smith on the edges. Um, You know, I think in week one, we had a couple maybe, um, but it's like they're, they're getting just close enough to kind of disrupt the quarterback. There's been so many like, Oh, the quarterback just gets out. And it's like, what we need to like start closing on those and not sort of giving a second chance. So I do think that this game presents an opportunity for that. Um, Delvin Tomlinson on the inside too has been having a super great season um, and just kind of being disruptive in there. I know he forced a fumble um, last week at London. So that kind of stuff is always great to see too, but you know, I'm with you. Like I, I thought that the pass rush would have maybe, had some higher stats at this point in time. So I'm hoping that on Sunday being again at home against the Bears offensive line that's had its share of growing pains that this can kind of break out. Yeah, both both fan bases are like, oh, this is where we'll be able to get our quarterback protected. Vikings totally. are like, we'll get our quarterbacks and we'll see what happens there. Um, it's not unprecedented for a team to go to London and not have – typically, traditionally, teams have the bye week. The yeah. Vikings are not afforded that opportunity, but – the last time this happened, the Carolina, I think it was the Carolina Panthers, who went out there and destroyed uh, a team that they were playing. So the team that didn't have the bye after London, it did not affect them. So far this week, has it looked like, has there been any sort of like hangover, any carryover? Not a hangover, not like a literal hangover, but like, has there been any carryover yeah. from traveling to London? I don't think so. Like, you know, it was really interesting listening to our team medical staff and training staff going into London and just sort of like their philosophy on making it a short trip and getting back um, and getting guys like reacclimated right away. Just with with yesterday being around the team for practice and media availability and stuff like that, it seemed like a very typical Wednesday, high energy, you know, guys are getting ready to go. It it probably helps too that you're coming off a win, right? But yeah. um, I think, you know, and the Vikings like opted to not have the bye week after London because they didn't want to have it quite so early, which was an interesting choice. And so I think you always take that risk, like kind of getting out of that jet lag and stuff. But to me, it, I haven't really noticed a difference. And so I'm hoping that they'll just kind of go into Sunday like any normal week. Yeah, I mean, like, they're traveling. They're not flying Southwest, which is a wonderful airline, by the way. But it's, it's a little bit different. The Vikings, are, they're, they're traveling in comfort. So I wouldn't read too much into that. But you know what, Lindsay? It's time. We just got to make the picks. We got to pick them. I'm sure that, you know, with everything going on, you're going to give, you know, you look at the Bears, you're probably expecting a loss. But I'll let you pick it yourself. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you thinking for this week? Okay, well, I I do have to go with the Vikings, but I'm also going to say that, like, I think it's going to be close. I just, the Vikings have been in so many close games lately, and honestly, I think anytime there's a division game, like, anytime the Vikings and Bears play each other, it's physical, it's tough. Um, So I'm going to go Vikings, and I'll say 24-21. All right, that's fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a similar. I'm actually I'm gonna take less points. I'm gonna take like 19, 19. What I have 19, 13. Uh, in okay. favor of the Bears. I, I The Vikings probably will score more points. It's going to be very difficult to shut them down. I hope that Jalen Johnson's able to play because, you know, if we get Kyler Gordon on Justin Jefferson all day, it might end up being a little bit of a long game, but I am ready for it. I think that the Bears have had a good history against the Vikings, so mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Bears because, of course, I am. That's what we do here on the Sick Podcast. But I do want to thank you uh, for stopping by during game week. I know that you're very busy getting ready for this one. So we appreciate it. How can people find you on the internet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate it so much. This was this was really fun. Um, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm just at Lindsay MN Sports, and that's Lindsay with an E. But love to connect with fans of all teams and just, you know, kind of keep a pulse on the league. 
Yeah, I just, you know, I just started following you and I was like looking through the timeline. I'm like, all right, I like, I like the flow. I like the, I, I like what you got putting out there, even though you're, you know, a, a Vikings fan. You're dealing <laughs> I with Minnesota. I can look past that. Said, One of my favorite bands of all time comes from Minnesota, the Hold Steady. So Minnesota is not all bad. It's a, it is a, actually a lovely city. Uh, great, great stadium. And uh, I do thank you for coming on. And if you ever, if Kirk Cousins ever hears my name, he probably doesn't like me. Let him know. I really do like him. I, <laughs> I, I kid him because he just seems like such a nice person. But thank you so much for everything. Absolutely. I'll pass it along. Thank you so much. There she goes. Uh, the great Lindsay Young. Uh, make sure you follow her. She is a delight. And uh, we do appreciate her coming on. It's always fun to talk about the rivals and to get a little insight into those teams. And you know what? Honestly, when we started the season, I looked at the Minnesota Vikings and I'm like, dad, the Vikings, you know, we'll see what Ke- what Kevin O'Connell could do, what KOC's got working. But you know what? That team, I, again, I look at them and I, last year, if they still had, and again, I don't mean to take shots at Mike Zimmer or anything like that. I would say this, they would be one and three right now. If Mike Zimmer was still their coach, I firmly two and two at best, they would not be three and one KOC has got them playing very well. I know that we love to say like, ah, oh, we've Matt Nagy beat this. It's a different, it's a different thing. And listen, I'm the optimist. I'm the most optimistic guy that you know. So I'm telling you, this is going to be a very difficult game. I'm still picking the Bears, but I'm, 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 I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot more different. It's a lot. It's a new world for, uh, for the Chicago Bears in this rivalry with the Minnesota Vikings. And speaking of picks, uh, we're going to bring out uh, a new, a new segment. Because I love doing game picks. I don't know if you watch me on Total Access. I love doing the game picks. NFL.com, my game picks are out there for everybody to take apart and make fun of me and everything like that. But we're going to bring on somebody right now who is actually very smart. So it's a it's a stark departure from me. Somebody who actually knows what we're talking about. Let's roll the animation, Sammy. Sick Picks, presented by Juice Rio. That's right. It is time for Sick Picks, provided by Juice Reel. And joining us right now is the brains behind the operation at Juice Reels. Please welcome Ricky Gold. Ricky. How are you, Adam? Great to be on with you. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. I don't know. (laughs) Listen, I don't want to throw this at you, but you know what? My picks are out on display. If you ever want to make fun of me, if you ever want to make fun of my picks, listen, have at it. I'm I'm used to it. I'm used to being, you know, targeted on the internet. It's fine. I have no problem with it. But you've done very well for yourself this season. So uh, how how are we feeling about week five? What are you thinking? We're, we're feeling good coming into week five. And for those who haven't been following our picks on Instagram, we put out two free picks a day based on our data. We're through 300 games. We're working at a 63% win rate. So uh, us and uh, everyone following has been pretty excited about that. Wait, how do we follow you on Instagram? What's what's the what's the website or what's, uh, the, our, what's the handle? As the kids say, our handle is at Juice underscore Real underscore Official, and that's Juice Real R E E L. Nice. All right. So, what are we working with? What are I don't know. I don't want to give away the store here, but what do you what do you got for us today? What do we what what what's one of the games you're looking at? So we have two picks we really like. Uh, one being tonight on Thursday Night Football, and one being uh, in the Bears Vikings game. But I think more important than you know even us picking our picks and winning is how we yes. get to our picks. Yes. And for those for those who don't know what Juice Reel is, it's an app where you can connect in all your sportsbook accounts. You know your DraftKings, your FanDuel all of that, um, you know, even bookie websites, Bovada, whatever. And all of your bets automatically load into our app and all of your bet history loads in. And we sift through all of that data to figure out what the best people are doing and what the, you know, I don't like to say worst people are doing, but least right. profitable, I should say. Uh, and, you know, where best the, the best people are doing something different than what the worst people are doing. We view that as something strong and a way to, you know, tail our winners and fade our losers at scale. Um, and so with that being said, let me uh, jump into to our picks no, tonight. I, no, I appreciate you breaking that down. And uh, for anybody, again, if you want more information on that, informations, for more information <laughs> on that, uh, make sure you go out there, follow them on Instagram. A lot of, you know what, and I, I, again, this is something that I do. And whether you do it for, I do it for, it's my job. But I do appreciate taking a look around and seeing what everybody else is thinking and getting kind of you you, you kind of want a sense of it. You know, it's like sitting there. You're in Las Vegas. 
you're hanging out at one of the bars, you're listening to a bunch of guys talk. So it's always good to have as much information as possible. So we appreciate the job that you do over there at Juice Reels. But we're talking about Thursday night, the Indianapolis Colts without Jonathan Taylor. Uh, what, are, what are we thinking about this one? Yeah, usually, you know, my gut would be going with the Colts because I like to, you know, I'll take the team with the industry, uh, with the injury. But what we've been seeing uh, is 71% of our best bettors are on the Broncos minus three and a half, and 68% of our worst bettors are on the um, the Colts plus three and a half. So we're taking we're taking the Broncos with the spread here. We're giving away the points and uh, feeling good about it coming in. Yeah, I got the Broncos. Listen, I don't know what point spreads are. I just make picks. That's all they asked me to do. <laughs> I got the Bron. I got the Broncos winning this one. I think that that Russell Wilson showed a little bit last week that. He's starting to come along. And I guess, you know, I was talking about Jonathan Taylor. Both teams are going to be without their running backs. Uh, Javante Williams is down. But I think I have a little bit more confidence. When I look at Matt Ryan, it just it just doesn't – I don't understand it. Because when you look at that offensive line, and I know that Michael Pittman's missed a couple games so far. But, like, it's just not – I don't understand why it's not connecting. But with Russell Wilson, I kind of look at it as a situation like, that's tough to learn a new offense. We're, we're witnessing yeah. that in Chicago. So it, it takes a little bit of time, even for the great ones, even for a guy who's going to end up in the Hall of Fame, it takes a little bit of time. But it felt like last week that this Broncos team, even though they lost, starting to put it together a little bit. Couldn't agree more. They seem like they're finding their stride. Russell's getting settled in. Yeah, absolutely. What about what about the Bears game, though? You saw Lindsey and I butting heads. We, uh, we're obviously on both sides of the coin here. But what 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 is – what does the industry think about this one? So we're actually looking at the over-under on this game. Uh, we see a lot of the money from both the best and the worst, both on the Vikings here. So that's not really something insightful for us. We've been, But our best better in our ecosystem is on the under 44 in the Bears game. And so uh, we're definitely for the under in this situation. And personally, I'll be taking the Bears. Oh, see, that you don't have to come in and kind of ingratiate yourself to the host or anything like that. But <laughs> I, I do appreciate it. I think, too, you know, when you're watching the Bears, one of the things that kind of went overlooked was the fact that Justin Fields, and everybody can point to, like, the lack of passing yards or anything like that, he still led this team on four scoring drives. And it's easy to be like, well, if – if they had scored touchdowns instead of field goals, and I understand it's much more difficult to score touchdowns, that looks like a different game, though. You know, if they if they ever start to put it together and start to convert on those drives, they're not going three and out anymore. They're extending drives. They're putting themselves in the scoring range, but they're settling for field goals. And you saw it when we were making our picks with Lindsey. Lindsey picked 24 to 20, which would be under 40, would be right at the 44 number. So if you get that hook, I don't know what a hook is, but I've heard people say that before. And I went with an even lower score. So it feels like we're on the same wavelength there. Yeah, man. It's, you know, I see, and you see uh, Mooney's really picking up speed, and it'll be interesting to see how Herbert, Herbert uh, goes without Montgomery. But, it, you know, I think all of that put together still works out for an under game. And yeah, you know what? And, and again, like it's, and, but to me, I always look at this as well. It's like I do see progress every week. Like, like Justin made a couple of really nice throws. They made a couple of nice plays. He misses some stuff. I think that's a fair critique. I think that's a fair argument. But ultimately, when you've got a team that's learning a new offense, going against a team that's pretty good, that's playing a lot of close games, why wouldn't why wouldn't you take the points in the whatever? I'm predicting a, a low scoring game. I, I I'll say it that way. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, all right. So once again, give us that website. Let us know where everybody can find you. What about you personally? Are you on? Are you on the? Are you on the socials as they like to say? Uh, no, personally, I'm I'm pretty off the grid. But I uh, do run the the Instagram account at juice underscore real underscore official. Um, and uh, more importantly than our Instagram is our app Juice Real. That's Juice R E E L. Um, but yeah, personally, uh, not not as much of a social media guy, but. Uh, I love uh, managing the uh, the Juice Reel Instagram account. Well, you know what? I will tell you that looking at the Juice Reel app, not only is it applicable for, you know, if you do a lot of in-game wagering or anything like that, but like personally, you know, like when I'm researching stuff, it's good to know. 
Like, I want to know. I want to know what the industry, I, I want to know what people are thinking. I know what I think, but I'm also very interested in finding out what people around the world, around the country, whatever, are thinking about NFL games, and it's very enlightening. So thank you so much uh, for sharing that information with us today, Ricky. We really appreciate it. Gladly, and thank you for having me. Thank you for everything you do for the NFL. Oh, you're too kind. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to uh, talking to you next week. And again, for everybody, go find the app. Download it. You won't be disappointed. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. There he goes. The great Ricky Gold. And if you want a little bit more insight about the world, what, what the world is thinking, sometimes it's good. Sometimes you want to know. You want to get that little insight. You want to get that little edge. You're always trying to find a way to get better. And that is one of the things that Juice Reels will do for you. And speaking of getting better, and I'm going to go back to that. And I'm going to go back to talking about Justin Fields and everything that's been going on. And you know what? And our friend Clay Harbor was on Twitter today talking about, you know, the difference between the Jacksonville Jaguars who hired Doug Peterson and brought in a, a number of different offensive players to put around second year quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, which I, I, I get that. And I understand that we hired a defensive coordinator and people are ready to give up. They're already disillusioned, but you have to remember a number of years ago, and you don't, I, I mean, I could, I could use the Mark Tressman example, but we could just go back as recently as Matt Nagy. Hiring an offensive-minded coach does not always translate to great offensive production. Now, Doug Peterson was a little bit different. He's a Super Bowl winner. He's proven in this league. He's a proven head coach. That's fair. That is definitely fair. But at the same time, there's something to be said about hiring a guy who's got a defensive-minded approach somebody who is a football coach who loves ball. And he brings in an offensive coordinator who, of course, is learning along with his quarterback. It's been four games. And again, if we've played our worst stretch of football and we're two and two, why are we so disappointed? Do you not think that this team can get better? Do you not think that they can start to improve? We saw it last week with the Denver Broncos as Russell Wilson is learning this exact same offense how much time it is taking him. And I always go back and I'll use golf analogies. And I'll say, listen, you know what? The first time when I was correcting my swing, you know, my coach said, listen, swing nine to three. Don't do anything else. Nine to three. That's all. Make contact. Be good. And that's kind of where Justin is right now. He's working on his footwork, making some reads. When he gets more comfortable in this offense, oh, he'll see Darnell Mooney. He'll see these other plays. But for right now, he's being productive. I don't know how else to say it. He led four scoring drives last week. That is a good, that is a good leap over what we saw last year. And for anybody who said, oh, I can't believe after watching Matt, Matt Nagy's offenses went three and out all the time. They were not even getting points. It was disgusting. And he was an offensive-minded coach. So I just have to preach a little bit of patience. At least give them half a season. Give up on this team after half a year. You guys, I don't know. Maybe it's the fantasy football. Maybe you've played too much fantasy football and expect to change your team overnight. But that just doesn't happen. And speaking of fantasy, I think it's time to go to the aisle. Fantasy aisle. Welcome to our Fantasy Island. And I want to let everybody know that Underdog Fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's simple to get started. Just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, the Underdog Fantasy app. Sign up with the promo code SICK and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. It is super easy to play. It's a lot of fun. And if you're one of those people who went out Let's say you drafted, let's say you drafted uh, Kyle Pitts and you're super bummed. Well, guess what? Go to, go to, uh, go to underdog right now. Start over. That's what, that's what the smart people do. But joining us right now on fantasy Island is uh, he's one of the, the, the he's the, one of the lead writers at UFF sports. He's a national fantasy sports host writer. You see him around. You see him on the timeline, and uh, 
By the way, I don't know why I wasn't following him. But listen, he is one of the brightest minds in fantasy football, and we are pleased to welcome him here today. Andy McNamara is going to be joining us. Oh, look, at I love the background. We love the background. You're looking right? strong. I love it. How are you feeling? How are you living? How are your teams? I'm doing good, Adam. Look, I was going to say, I appreciate someone with as busy a backdrop as as my own here. This is this is great. I got no. The only problem is, Adam, I'm trying to figure out what to do with all my Baker Mayfield uh, Browns memorabilia. I got the pop go back there. I got a sign thing. I, I don't know what to do with it. It's not selling well, is what I'm saying. So, you know, it's, it's not great. <laughs> well, if you if you can see over the first three bobbleheads I have, one's Rex Grossman. Uh, Erlacher, that's a good one. And then you have Cutler. So I, as somebody who's, who, who roots for a team that the quarterback position has been a sore spot. Uh, I think you just got to hold on to it and embrace it. And I think it's too yeah. raw for you right now to embrace Baker Mayfield 10 years down the road. You'll, you'll look back fondly, but God, Baker was fun. Hopefully you've had a fun. lot of success and you'll be like, Oh, it's great. Or you'll go around and you'll wear a Baker Mayfield jersey. People are like, I remember that guy. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. What um, what do we got going on? You know what? I was on Good Morning Football Thursday, depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah. I like Amari Cooper this week. How are we feeling about him? I saw the segment. Absolutely loved it. The Clint Eastwood voice. Spot on, by the way. Oh, Phenomenal. Thank you. Phenomenal. Thank you. I wasn't fishing. I didn't know. I, I was taking a risk. You, you, listen, you got to own it, right? You just got to own it, believe it, and you, and you, you, you killed it. Um, Amari right. Cooper and David Njoku, who I know you liked as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Those are, are two guys that are interesting in this Browns offense because you have a ceiling cap with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. You do. Plus, the offense is built around, of course, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But we have seen Cooper and Ajoku pop. Against this Chargers defense that is going to be without Bosa, and you still have Max sitting there, but you, you don't have Bosa. They can be thrown on quite a bit. I'm with you. I think this is a great week to plug in Cooper and Njoku, especially too. Adam, we know how thin that tight end group is. You can't be too close. Oh. It is awful, yeah. uh, led by the fact that Kyle Pitts has done nothing, next to nothing. He's had one game. I retweeted somebody yesterday who was like, you know what? Like, you have to play him. There's no other choice that you have at this point other than to play Kyle Pitts. You're probably going to end up winning three games. What What do we do? What, what do we do with him? Yeah, I, I'm with you. Whenever I get the question on Twitter, it's like, oh, I want to get rid of Austin Eckler. Like, well, who are you getting to replace Austin Eckler? The answer is nobody. So you're going to eat Austin Eckler, and you're going to eat it. You're going to you're not going to like it, but you're going to take it. Just like Kyle Pitts. Who else are you going to get? You going to go get Hayden Hurst from the Bengals? That's a cool one fantasy point a week. I'd rather die with the guy who has the potential to produce, like Kyle Pitts. We know can, rather than some scrub off of of waivers. It, it's just. It, it's just the fact of the matter. You're going to have that limit with Marcus Mariota as your quarterback. I still think there is a world. And remember, like you were saying earlier, this is just the first chunk of the season, right? This is essentially, we are now past the pregame, the preseason of these teams who don't play in exhibition games anymore. So now right. we're going to start to see the flow with the Russell Wilson type. So I still think Kyle Pitts is, uh, you're going to stick with him and you're going to roll with him. That's all you can do. It is. Why do, Andy. We need to hook up before the season starts because I need to stop this every year. I always take one guy in the first three, my first three picks. Like I'll be solid. I'll take two studs yeah. right there in the first two rounds. And then the round three, I cannot stop myself. Last year it was AJ Brown. Last year it was a combo of AJ Brown and Calvin Ridley. I just, I, I can't, I need somebody to talk me out of this because I don't know what to do. I, why do I do this to myself, Andy? Well, you know, you love pain. We're, you're, you're a Bears fan. I'm a Browns fan. And we play, you know, do fantasy football for a living. We love pain and, and we embrace the disappointment. That's really, that's really what, that's all we know, Adam. That's all we know. That's why we do it. And we hope. But sometimes you hit on a little gem. Like last year before Cordero Patterson was super cool. And I always injured now. Yeah. Boom. Out of nowhere. Like a guy like Hunter Renfro. You get undrafted last year. Boom. You're popping. Then you're feeling good. And then you get smacked in the mouth. Like, you know, like you said, with the Ridley situation. Oh, that reminds me because two years ago, I was on James Robinson before everybody, and it was one of the uh, one of the fantasy footballers who had tweeted out when they had an injury. I think they let go of Leonard Fournette, and everybody I can't even remember who the other guy was, and I think it was uh, it was Jason. I think it was Jason who had tweeted out 
go after whomever everybody was going after. And I was like, no, I think it's James Robinson. And as much as I hate the fantasy, like Twitter, a lot of times, because yeah. they only remember the bad picks. That's... Fantasy Twitter actually remembered that one. I was like, okay, thank you for that. Okay. Like, the rare gem, the rare gem, the rare insight you got from Rank. You were like, oh, the James Robinson pick. So I'm able to ride that way. And then Love that it. year, un unsurprisingly, I go to the championship game in my league of record, and that's fine. But then this year, last year, it was the Ridley, A.J. Brown, which I was never able to recover from because I also had Allen Robinson. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's never going to work out for me. We're getting dangerously close to that. Like this year, we're we're getting very close unless Brees Hall just starts breaking out here pretty soon. But um, who are some of the guys that we're looking at? You know what? I know I didn't I didn't prep you. A lot of times I'll prep people. I just said, bring Andy on. He knows. Let's go. Let's 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 go. Let's do but, it. Um, what about Jared Goff? I'm I'm really interested in this one. I will tell you, in my league of record, I have both Jared Goff and I have Kirk Cousins. Are we really going? I don't feel good about Goff this week. How are you feeling? I don't this week. I do in the future. I do, especially to think that we're going to be getting Amandra St. Brown back. Yep. We're going to be getting DeAndre Swift back. Uh, DJ Chark, whatever you think of him, you're going to be getting him back as well. You're going to get healthier. I just really hate... And from your, I'm I'm not I'm not playing scared on the running back side from the Patriots, but I will play scared against their defense because as long as Bill Belichick is breathing, I don't care what type of team record New England has, they're always going to be tough on defense. So this to me is screaming like an LA Rams Jared Goff game where he's going to throw yeah. the ball like 12 times and get 170 yards, and we're going to hate our lives. But after that. I think we do start marching. I think we do start seeing a Jared Goff because when you look at the waiver wire and you need to stream and maybe you're without Dak Prescott, maybe you had a Trey Lance like I was in both of my leagues where I had Dak Prescott and Trey Lance. I was like, ha, I'll, I'll, I'll be smart and I'll handcuff myself. No. Terrible, furious, no. furious with myself. So Jared Goff is there. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I'll tell you this too. This week, and it might not be for long because who knows with, with Tua, but Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is absolute money as a QB streamer this week. I think yes. it makes so much sense. Yes. Right? Let's do it. And then the whoever, Jets. let's go. Who's the third string guy for the Patriots? It's Scott Bakula. That's Scott Willie Zapka. I can't even remember his name. Zip I told him, yeah. I go, listen, cowards, you want to be this? I never draft a quarterback. I'm like, then stream him. Stream the third stringer if he's playing. That's right. Let's I want go. you to put your money where you're at because I'm in a situation where, number one, I don't want to play Jared Goff because mm -hmm. Bill Belichick essentially ended his career in Los Angeles. Like for everybody's like, why is why is he playing in Detroit now? It's like because Bill Belichick ruined him in the Super Bowl and right. he could go and he could go do it again. So I'm not playing Jared Goff. I'm going to keep him on the bench. Yeah. I don't want to play Kirk Cousins because, you know, he's going up against the Bears and it's kind of, of a weird thing. What's going to happen is Dalvin Cook's going to score three touchdowns. Kirk Cousins not going to throw any. And I'm gonna be like, so the Bears lost, and I don't get then I don't get fantasy points still. Double In a worst case scenario, obviously everybody knows the Bears are winning. And then I have Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, who I have to drop because he's playing exceptionally well, mm -hmm. he doesn't get fantasy points. And you're like, yeah. there's gotta be a system to where I don't know if you can make it like team wins or something, but it's like I want to start rewarding the quarterbacks who play well but don't win over the Jared Goffs of the world. Like, if you lose a game, you lose five points. You win a game, you get five points. Just to even it out. Right. Because I don't Just think some it's bonus fair. points. Just some bonus Just points. And you know what? You, you speak of those those guys who, who lose but get the, get the fantasy points. How about a, a tip a tip of the hat to the, the crown, the king of garbage time, Blake Bortles, who is now – no what a king. Three, Adam, three fantasy points with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. You look back, he ends up with 25. You're like, what, what happened? The king, the king is dead. God, you know, Blake. So I, I, I'm with you. Trevor Lawrence, I think I'm bullish. If I'm dynasty, I am bullish on Trevor Lawrence going forward. Because yeah. guess what? He, he's he been deprogrammed now from the Urban Meyer disaster by a, I don't know, great head coach and offensive mind and quarterback whisperer who used to do it. So Trevor Lawrence, long-term, I like. He's one of those guys, Adam, that the he makes him himself, I don't feel as consistently fantasy relevant, but he makes the pieces around him fantasy relevant christian kirk you know robinson of course you were talking about that's about it for jacksonville but a guy like Derek carr in the past you know he can feed he can deliver but maybe you don't want to go with it himself so i'm with you i would 
I would try to avoid maybe Trevor Lawrence this week, but I'll go back to it. And I've been pounding the drum and I'm probably, he's, he's probably going to do nothing this week, but I, damn it. I want Teddy Bridgewater in my life. Adam. I want him in my life. I want to put a ring on it right now. Let's go. And, and I want him with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gesicki against the Jets who've given up the most fantasy co- uh, points to quarterbacks this year. It's making too much sense. You know what? I'm doing it. My league of record. I'm going to do it. You know what? I'm going to talk about it on Fantasy Live and not give you credit. Oh, that's, that's what I do. That's what I do. Is You're I a good take it all. Man. I take it all and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't acknowledge anybody. Everybody's Unless you garbage. miss. And that's like oh, that yeah, bum then, Andy told me. That bum. Oh, <laughs> I, I hang out our researcher, Matt Okada. I hang him out the dry all the time. If ever, it's never me. It's Okada oh. getting in my ear, disrupting my train of thought is Classic what makes Okada. everything. Classic oh, Okada. God, he's, he's. <laughs> How dare he? Um, all kidding aside, he does a great job. But um, that's that's the last time I'll not just teasing. I uh, I really appreciate that. I'm I'm really gonna play Teddy Bridgewater. I think if I'm in a league where I kind of like, we all have leagues where we're like, that ah, we we entered a charity league and we're like, yeah, okay, fine, I'll I'll play. That's right. where I go and pick up the Patriots third stringer and put him in because if it hits, then everybody's like, oh god. Like Andy, like Adam, like these guys are geniuses. That's why they get paid the big bucks. It's like, no, I don't care as much. And I can kind of just go out there and do this. But the Bridgewater, but no, but I'm telling, no, no the, the, the Bridgewater one is I, I firmly believe that. Yeah. I firmly oh, well, believe that. I'm with you. No, no, he's a capable quarterback. He is. Here's the thing. And I like that too, because the charity side, if it hits in that league, you can also put yourself over of like, by the way, I'm giving to, you know, sad children who need food. Just yeah. not, not a big, don't like, not a big deal. Don't like to say it, whatever, you know, and you, and you look good. But to, to Teddy Bridgewater, let's look at it. This isn't, like you said, the third Billy Zip, Zip, Zippy Zap coming off the bench. This is a guy who's done it in the league. Spot starter with the Saints, with the Panthers. He has been able to step in, and I would argue one of the best backup options who can come in and distribute the ball. If you're streaming a guy, what are we really looking at? What's a successful yeah. week? High teens in the fantasy points. I can sure. see Teddy Bridgewater doing that against the Jets. Absolutely, they're not running the football. I mean, unless no, unless Chase Edmonds goes and steals two touchdowns, but I think he's going to be able to take advantage of his wide receiver core. Let me ask you: Would you start Teddy Bridgewater over what about Matthew Stafford? I think that's kind of an easy question, but I think some people might be wondering what to do with Matthew Stafford. Would you go with Teddy B? Yeah, I've been getting the Stafford question too. And um, here's here's the difference here. And not that Teddy is going to be you know rushing for 100 yards, but he is, yeah. can be a little slippery. Guys like Adam Stafford, Matt Ryan, and even Tom Brady at this point, if they're not throwing three to 350 passing yards and three or four touchdowns, it's going to be a bad fantasy day. Matt yeah. Stafford is a statue, cement foot. He's not moving. The offense is is stuck. It's not doing anything. And he's turning the ball over a ton. Two games in a row without a passing touchdown for Matt Stafford? You might as well leave the slot blank. Like, absolutely, I'll go Teddy Bridgewater this week, and I'd probably put him over. I was trying to ride out the Carson Wentz train after his hot start, and I gave, I gave him a couple extra. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm done, I'm done with Carson. It was a bit of a fool's gold. But I'd put Teddy over Stafford for sure. Please go ahead and comment the word sick if you have enjoyed what you've heard so far today. And if you haven't, still comment sick anyways. And if you're listening to us as an audio podcast, don't be afraid to rate and review. Perhaps five stars? That would be nice. And, of course, comment sick or just leave a cool comment be like this is the best bears podcast ever even if you don't mean it it just means a lot to me that you would have you would have even wrote that at all and joining us still andy mcnamara one of the brightest minds in fantasy football glad to have you on this has been a lot of fun i did want to ask you though because you mentioned the being afraid of patriots running backs i think that this is a great week for patriots running backs how about you yeah i'm totally with you and here's the thing, and it's kind of goes hand in hand with the 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 specter, the lure, the macho man hands. Yeah, you know. The, oh, the, yeah. The yeah oh, we're getting ready. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, quick side note. I thought on NFL on Good Morning Football that you were snapping it to a Slim Jim. I thought that was instead of the pretzel. I was like, that's a Slim Jim. No pretzel. <laughs> it's close. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's I a, thought it was, but uh, it's it's kind of that specter of like, okay, Bill Belichick just knows, and he's going to outthink everybody. And the running backs, we've seen such weird scenarios over the years where you think it's one guy, and then some dude comes off the practice squad Sunday at 10 a.m. What? Who's that guy? And he goes for 100 yards. I don't think this is the case. We saw two consecutive weeks, both Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, who can eat. And this week, if I'm feeling bold, maybe more like you said, maybe in the charity league, maybe in the DFS, whatever, I would feel fine playing Damian Harris as my RB2 
and Stevenson in my flex. Oh, come on. That good. Let's go. That good. Come on. The Lions have allowed eight rushing touchdowns in their last four games, which I think is significant. And Damian Harris continues to be very good. I I feel bad because I had to let go of Ramadre Stevenson Mm. prematurely because it was a rare league where I actually drafted well at the running back position and I needed to pick up a wide receiver. And it was George Pickens. So I'm like, ah, okay. So I hopefully okay. that pans out. What do we think about the Pittsburgh situation? Kenny Pickett coming in. Now it's not an ideal situation to be starting against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. But what do we think about Kenny Pickett? Is this is this better? I'm. I, it's such a small sample size of one half. But do we think that George Pickens is going to end up being the guy there? I think long-term he should be. We've seen the flashes of talent. Now, the trouble to me always is this, Adam. When you have a guy come in and, you know, Pickett didn't end up winning the game for Pittsburgh, but look coming good coming in. Much different situation when a team isn't prepping for you. It's like, surprise, here's Kenny Pickett. You're like, ah. But now the Buffalo Bills, who are also really good, get to prepare for a rookie who has, you know, the, the, the small hands, whatever, the fumbles, whatever you want to say, potentially. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, you got the Bills who are awesome and mad, and – you have you know, a rookie quarterback. I'm feeling, if I'm looking at Pittsburgh, I'm looking at Najee Harris. Because if you're smart, Ooh. you're short tossing it, getting it out of your hand quick, as quick mm-hmm. as possible to Najee Harris. You're handing it off to Najee Harris, even behind the Pittsburgh line, which isn't great. So after that, here's the other thing too, Adam, that I try to figure out. All right, you have the, you know Mitch Trubisky, think of him what you will. Um, we at least knew who he was distributing the ball to. That's With true. Kenny Pickett, now we don't know. Quite often we see, and I'll go back to Baker Mayfield when he first came in, he was hitting up Hollywood Rashard Higgins. People are like, who's this guy? Well, it's because he was practicing with the twos and threes. So that's his comfort zone. So who's right. Kenny comfortable with? That's what we got to find out. So that's why I'm trying to fade this week on Pittsburgh receivers. I'll stick with the running back that they should try to feed. Wow. That is uh, the exact opposite of what I said on Fantasy Life yesterday. Well, I, I but again, we're, that was a Wednesday show. We're still working through the process. Right. Exactly. But this is what we do. I, I, I kind of didn't like Najee as much because I thought that Ben Roethlisberger leaned on him a lot last mm. year. But then I get what you're saying, too. And it de- depends on, like, what is Kenny Pickett going to try to do? Like, is he going right. to try to stretch the field? Because that's something that Ben Roethlisberger couldn't do last year. Gosh, I don't know. That's the tricky Look, part. That, let's that's what we let's don't wait, know. everybody. And like, like, like and that's what we don't know in this first start. Because, again, you yeah. came in half. He's loose. He wasn't expected to go. And he's like, oh, okay. How many times have we seen a guy come in partway through a game? Like, all right. And then the next game, team preps for him, especially a good team. And yeah. he stinks. Now, I don't think he's going to stink. But I just, I'm just not necessarily comfortable with, okay, is it going to be Pickens? Is it going to be uh, Johnson? Who, who's the guy? I do think, though, even though the yards per carry are down and what we don't necessarily want out of Najee Harris, I just yeah. feel that's like the safest option, at least until we see what Pickett can do. Yeah. I mean, we could see a scenario, too, where they're just like, you know, we don't care. You know, we're going to we're gonna drop back. We're, we're going to rush four. We're, we don't feel like we have to go that heavy against the quarterback that we could lure him into mistakes, yeah. which could open it up. Oh man, we'll we'll talk ourselves in circles. I know. So, wh- whatever member of the Pittsburgh, like you can make a case for either guy, and I, sure. I I know that we're not solving anything here, but we're just trying to work through it. So this is one of the this is one of the confusing things when you have these new quarterbacks coming in is trying to figure it out because both these scenarios that we've both laid off, two rational human beings who know <laughs> fantasy football have come up with two extremely opposite conclusions. Uh, one of us hopefully will be right at some point. Right. What about real quick though? Uh, Geno Smith was a player who I loved last week. Are we playing him this week? Boy, what a world that we're asking this question. Like, this, this, is, this is our reality. I, Adam, I was getting on Twitter questions. Geno Smith or Tom Brady. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this, in this reality. And the, and the simulation. Oh, it's a simulation. Can we, can we kick out of this? Like, come on. No. Um, you know what? I think Geno Smith against the Saints, I don't, I don't want a part of. Similar to the same reason for Jared Goff. I think we can see a path where Geno Smith, who, to his credit, has popped way more than I thought he was going to this year. Totally. But that Saints defense is still – they're not the Saints of old, but they're still real good. I i want to avoid Geno Smith if I can this week and yeah. circle back to him. I'm not against having him on my bench and waiting. No, not out. at all. No. No. I, 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 okay. We're we're pretty – we're close on everything. Uh, I feel – we feel the same way so about Goff, Stafford, Geno. 
the yeah. Patriots running backs. These are all the hot button issues, I think. And then Pittsburgh's where we're divided. One of us is going to be correct. One of us is going to be toxic next week. Be like, I told you, I told you all, but all listen. The, and all Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, Teddy. And all over. I'm in. Teddy. You, you brought me into that one. I will defer. <laughs> if, if that one hits, that's yours. That's not me. Oh, I, I followed along on your advice. Uh, but let everybody know where they can find you. If they have more questions, where can they hit you up? Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm very active on there, at AndyMC81. Use hashtag AskAndy because I'm dumb and I can just search that and all the questions can come in. And check out what we're doing in the professional fantasy sports, UFAFL, Ultimate Fantasy American Football League, UFSports.com slash UFAFL. A lot of fun over there too. Yeah, and go follow them. You know what's funny is you pop up on my timeline so much that I thought I was following you. (laughs) And when I looked at it today, I was like, oh, wait, I'm not. But it's just one of those things like that's the yeah. way Twitter works now because like you just get stuff in your timeline. You're like, it okay, yeah, I, I just figured that I was following you. I'm not, but now I will. Uh, I or now it. I do. I implore everybody else to do it as well because he's a great wealth and uh, a great source of information. And uh, he does he, excellent job. So we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's thank do it you. again soon if you're, if, you're, if you're up for it. Anytime, man. I love, love chatting with you anytime. So thank you. All right. We'll make that happen again. And uh, we're going to let you go. There he goes. The great... Andy McNamara, thanks to everybody who joined us here today. Lindsey Young, we had Ricky Gold, and of course, Andy McNamara. I thought this was a great show. Appreciate everybody hanging out. I'm very excited about this Bears team. Don't don't get discouraged. Don't buy into it. Maybe take a break off Twitter. Maybe on Friday, we just don't do Twitter. We just go out and we enjoy our weekend. But thanks to everybody, to Sammy Nanello, of course, for putting this all together. So until I see you Sunday... Let's say Bear Down and Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.